okay without it. I'll be there with the hammers of justice. And make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. God, now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo. Hello and welcome to Gotham City Limits, episode 8. He is Vengeance. He is the Knight, and I'm M, and that's Autumn. I'm Autumn. You're Autumn. <laughs> um, I feel like we're low energy, but uh, this episode is really fucking good this week. <laughs> We look. We gotta. We gotta. Yeah, wait a second. We gotta talk about some Batman. You wrote oh, some yeah, Batman. I was just. I was just trying to like you know let everybody know where we were at. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, you want to go first? You want me to go first? I can go first. I read the first arc of Grant Morrison's run on Batman, which was like Batman. Gosh, I don't remember what I, I was Batman given numbers. No, I guess that's probably what it's like referenced as. But um, oh yeah. I was going to see if I could find, uh, Rick gave me, like, actual numbers to work off of. The, it's bad that I could probably take a stab at this. I'm going to guess, like, six, how many issues did you read? About, uh, three, I think. I'm guessing four, 654 to 657, or 658. 655 to 658. Boom. Damn. <laughs> That's really damn impressive, honestly. Well, okay, so I knew... I knew that um, 666 was a special issue that was a little bit after what you just read. And so mm-hmm. I was like, uh, we'll go with like a year before 666. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I pref- like I'm, this is a big Batman arc I've never read. I've read some of the like fall out of this. Like I like Damien as a character um, from other things like the the um the uh scott snyder run right like right before mm-hmm. new 52 hit like i like that stuff uh with dick bats and everything um so i've never read this but i have a very complicated relationship with grant morrison like i, I like flex mentalo but i really 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 hate all-star superman i know that's like heresy to everyone who likes superman i like I'm superman a lot for some reason i just don't like all-star superman um i think it's too rough refer- i think my thing with Grant Morrison and their work specifically with DC Comics, I think they're too like in love with references for the sake of them for like mm-hmm. super fans in a way that I find really off-putting. Yes, yes, absolutely. And for some reason, it like fully works for me with Superman, and it is very hit hit and miss with me when it comes to their work on Batman, which I like. Both of those are like highly like referential to old shit. Mm-hmm. And like the Superman just hits really hard for me, and the the Batman just kind of misses. Even though I immediately understand more of the Batman references than I do the Superman references. Like I don't know fuck about uh, there Bizarro. Was all of the all of the All Star Superman references 
um, I picked up because there was an old website that's maybe still around, but I consider this very old internet, which is like, it was just Superman is a dick, I think. It was just like old Silver Age covers and like the weird shit that would happen in them. And that's all the stuff that Grant Morrison's referencing in their comics. Um, so like, the weird monsters and like all the, all the goofy scenarios like I had seen in cover form of people mocking them. And this, this like race through them all. I just, mm-hmm. I just want it to slow down. And like when it's like being emotional and it has like the pages where like Superman saves the, the girl who like wants to jump off the building or some of the stuff about like what it means for people to invest in the idea of the Superman who now lives in the sun. That part's amazing, but the rest yeah. of it's just utter bullshit to me. <laughs> I, I think for me, um, it's that those amazing parts just like totally like, like I haven't read All Star Superman in uh, eight years probably. Um, I don't really remember the references. What I remember is you know like Superman lives in the sun now and like the whole world runs on Superman. You know, <laughs> um, and there's a guy building a new Superman in his lab. Mm. Um, and so this, this, this arc, the Morrison arc specifically, is about the introduction of Damien, who is Bruce's son of Talia al Ghul, uh, who's Ra's al Ghul's daughter. If you, if you don't read Batman and, uh, and you're just watching along the show, I'm sorry, we'll get there eventually, but mm-hmm. it's gonna be a while. Um, which is based on like an 80s story where Ra's tried to recruit Batman to be his like heir. Um, it's like, I need you to be the man who steps up and takes over after me or whatever. Um, him and Talia, like, ha- have a fling and then she drugs him and then has sex with him or whatever. I think that's what happens. It's been a long time since I read Son of the Demon. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous and weird. Anyway. I've only ever, like, read a summary of Son of the Demon, so I have no help here. Um, uh, Talia comes back and reveals that she had a son at that point, and uh, now she wants the son to go off and train with Bruce to be the best version of himself they could be. She actually wants to recruit him to be, like, a family unit, but that's not working. So she's like, take the son, take, take Damon, train him. But she does this through making an army full of man-bat uh, League of Assassins soldiers um by having langstrom give the man bat serum to her and langstrom's in london like dressed up in a hammer horror cloak this entire time it's like (laughs) fucking ridiculous and so these these league of assassin man bats come in and attack this like huge uh this huge um like museum art gallery event or whatever that bruce is at and the gallery is incredible because it's like pop art so it's like comic book panels in like four color like dot printing style that are used in the big spreads to be like faux panels like there's one where batman's shooting a grapple gun at a man bat and behind him is just a big painting that is like a blam sound effect and the it's like framed as if it's coming out of the 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 bat grapple and it's like fucking incredible um but at the same time it batman has to point out that he's fighting man bat ninjas and how over the top that is and he hates comic (laughs) goofy comic book storylines i'm like i hate this (laughs) um also uh damien i'm used to a little more chilled out a little further down the road damien but he like immediately beheads like a mafia boss guy in this and Mm -hmm. um it's a little edge lordy damien is weird because i think I, I like Damien a lot. I think he's a cool character. But the way he's introduced, he feels like one of those, like, shocking status quo changes that in six issues is going away and never referenced again. Right. <laughs> it's a miracle that, like, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in Grant Morrison comics that, like, they introduce and then no one ever touches again. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
I'm so glad that Damien is like the one thing that they've like put out there that like just everybody has picked up. Everyone fucking loves Damien. Um, Damien's great. Damien is is Western comics Killua from Hunter Hunter, and I love him so much. <laughs> you should read. Um, you should read is Super Sons, which is a yeah, team up book with him and Jonathan Kent, um, yeah. Superman's son. It's so cute because they really just lean into like like actively like playing Damien as an edgelord and like you know um kind of like being playful and like teasing about like the way that he is <laughs> you know it's super fun it's super cute mm-hmm. um and as far as like cuz you and I both are people who do not love like the current sort of trends of like comic art it's definitely got that style that I don't mm-hmm. love but I think it does better with it than most comics do so mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah I'm going with this like for going from like 70s comics to 60s and 70s comics to this I'm like cool boy comic art real happened <laughs> in between like the intervening 30 uh years or whatever <laughs> uh reading this grant morrison stuff like it's fine it's it, the pencils are really well drawn i just hate digital coloring so much yeah yeah um andy kubert the guy who does the early part of the morrison stuff um i really like like the way that he composes pages i really like like the line work mm-hmm. and then the coloring just looks hideous <laughs> i just hate it <laughs> yeah no that's fair this, uh, looking at pictures of the Super Suns thing, this looks cute. I'll have to check this out. Yeah. I don't know anything about Jonathan Kent. Like, I know he exists, but I don't think I've read I, anything. I didn't know, I didn't know anything about him either when I picked that up. I was like, oh, I like Damien. I'm going to read this. Um, I, the comic explains basically everything that you need to know. So. Okay. Cool. Um. um yeah, because I'm like, I, I don't remember what Superman status quo is post rebirth stuff, because. It's so confusing. Because <laughs> he's the Be- son of the Superman from before New 52, right? Isn't yes. that what it is? Yeah, yes. okay. Because there is there is New 52 Superman, who's a new guy, because when they rebooted everything, and they're like, okay, new Superman, we're starting from scratch. But then within, like, a year of New 52, um, which was where they're like, oh, we're going to stop being so confusing with continuity within a year (laughs) of them deciding that. (laughs) Literally, when they were launching New 52, they're like, uh, Superman's rebooted. He's like new to being Superman. But Batman, Batman Inc. still running. We can't fuck with that. That's just in the continuity now. So Batman's been Batman for five years, but also Batman Inc. is running. And you're like, how does that work? Because, because like Batman Inc. was like selling more copies than anything else yep. that was going on at the time, so they had to keep it going. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. So there's New Fifty Two Superman, and then like within a year, like the Superman from the previous continuity, like is revealed to have like sneaked into this continuity and is just living on a farm with Lois and his son Jonathan and Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan is um uh yeah, uh Superboy. Um and it's all very confusing, but it's fine because you just get like 
a Superman who doesn't do very much, a Superman who does most of it, and um, a cute little kid who's Superman. How much do you think this Clark reads the news and goes, looks like that is a job for Superman, and then chuckles <laughs> and then Lois rolls her eyes and like drinks more coffee every day? Probably every day, right? <laughs> Probably every day. Clark is extremely the guy who tells the same joke while reading the paper every day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um... So I'm are you reading fucking seventies Batman. I'm just yeah. uh continuing with my reading of um Denny O'Neill uh Batman. Um I'm on issue two thirty six now, um, which is coincidentally like um pretty early in his time on Batman. Like I think the first villain that he introduces is um Ra's al Ghul, and so I'm like getting the first Ra's al Ghul stories. And they're just cool because this guy just like shows up to Wayne Manor and is like, I'm going to fuck around with Batman a little bit. <laughs> and, and, like, there's just been, like, two issues where just, like, Ra's al Ghul is like, I know who you are, I've just walked in, and I need you to be my errand boy. And Batman, like, knows he's getting played, and so he's trying to, like, outplay Ra's al Ghul. It's just good. It's just really good. Um, the issue I just read has an incredible uh, couple pages where you get Batman in his, like, batman outfit but also over that he is like because they're climbing in the himalayas so he's got like mountain climbing gear and a big puffy coat and it's an Fuck incredible yes, that's inc- so good i love that <laughs> also because it's the 70s like he talks like what i guess people who were cool action guys in the 70s talk like i don't know like he walks into a cave of Razel ghoul's henchmen's and like shoves the gun out of one of their hands and says can it sunny jim and um <laughs> like okay i don't think batman talks like that but i guess it's the 70s so i'm not gonna con- i guess yeah, the, the idea that there was a such a thing as the batman voice didn't exist yet so i guess that's fair. right <laughs> Because I do just read anytime I'm reading a Batman comic, I do just read it in Kevin Conroy's voice, and so yes. <laughs> like Kevin Con, I can't imagine him saying "can it." Um, I guess I can imagine him saying that. It's the Sunny Jim part. Yeah. Um, that's some. That's some. Ad- I could even envision Adam West saying that. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, and also you know, just um, in this time, you're getting like um. Neil Adams and Irv Novick, uh, just do really good stuff. I, um, a lot of Marvel stuff at this time that's not Jack Kirby, like, does not hit for me at all, because, like, all the people look, like, really small. Um, Neil Adams draws, like, Batman just, like, taking up, like, one, like, panel of Batman will take up, like, a full page, and, like, he's always just, like, doing all sorts of, like, really dynamic stuff. Uh, it's just good. It's just good comics. You know, there's not much to say about it. This is like the exact sort of stuff that like ends up inspiring the TV show. Um, yeah. This, oh, this is yeah. I was I Google panels. This is the one where they have the shirtless sword fight, which is some of the sickest Batman shit you can get. I'm not quite there yet, but I think it's two or three issues from now. I'm so excited. Any um, anytime you get Batman with the cowl, but like no shirt and no cape, I'm like, man, that that's a sick dude. <laughs> that guy could do anything. <laughs> there's also um. Because this is, like, nominally, like, detective comics, like, it, about halfway through every issue, there's, like, a little, like, panel, like, that's an, as- an aside from the narrator was, like, did you catch the clue that Batman just caught? And, or, like, you know, um, turn to the next page and you'll, um, you know, see if you can figure out the mystery before you turn to the next page. Batman solved it. Um, 
And it's just, it's fun because I do actually like sit there and I'm like, okay, so Two Face stole the helium balloon and then he sunk the boat. So is he gonna try and raise the boat up with the helium balloon? And I was right. It's great. <laughs> Incredible. Um, it's just good comics. Yeah. No. That sounds great. I, I'm I'm gonna have to go back and visit that stuff eventually because. Um, I read a good chunk of it back in the day, and I remember really liking it. Um, yeah, this is like I read, I read a little bit of this a couple months ago. And I was like, oh, this is good. But like now that we have the podcast, I'm like, well, I just want to like read about Batman beating dudes up, and I kind of want to see like the stories that inspired the show. And so, uh, it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, right, also, we... last oh, thing I wanted to say, just to tie the two things together, it also makes it make sense when um, Talia al Ghul shows up in the Morrison Batman stuff, and she's like a 70s starlet, um, yes. because that's just how they drew her in the 70s, because of course they would draw her like a 70s starlet. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. Anyway, that's all. Uh, all right. Our episode this week is POV, uh, which aired the September 18th, 1992. Uh, it was teleplay by, uh, Sean Catherine, uh, Derek and Laren Bright, uh, story by Mitch Bryan, uh, directed by Kevin Altieri. What happens in POV? Oh, Christ, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot that I have to summarize these. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Sentence one. Rene Montoya and a rookie cop um, arrive at the scene of a sting they were planning with Harvey Bullock, only to find the warehouse is on fire, Bullock was knocked out, and um, the criminals are escaping with the money. They um, are taken in by eternal... This is sentence two. They are taken in by eternal internal affairs and um, are questioned and they give three different perspectives because this is the Rashomon episode. Um, sentence three, basically what it breaks down to is that Bullock goes in early in the hopes of um, getting the... Uh, like getting the arrest, uh, and he claims that he saw the saw Batman go in, and that's why he went in early. Uh, and Montoya and this new cop's perspectives are basically just that, like we were trying to clean up the mess that Bullock made, and Batman cleaned up the mess for us. Thank God. <laughs> Sentence four: um, They're all suspended because. Um, Bullock's stories don't line up with Montoya and the the new guy's story, and so they're all suspended. Um, Sentence five, uh, Montoya is taking the train home, and she's like, oh, the dock! And she goes to the dock, and like she sees Batman and um, helps him out in, like, busting up this gang, uh, like, getting the money back, etc., uh, etc. Et the day is saved. Everyone gets their badge and gun back. Um, this episode's fucking great. <laughs> so, only in a cartoon would, he, mm-hmm. would cops in a harbor town hear someone say the word doc and think that they were talking about a doctor and not the actual goddamn docs. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's it's so funny because like at first they say it and I was like, oh, Doc Who. And then I was like, that doesn't make any sense. It's probably the docs. But <laughs> it takes everybody has to go home and really give it a good think when before Toya's they realize. When riding the train looking at the harbor when she goes, <laughs> they must have meant a doc, not the doc. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um and I, I only say this because the like the preface of Doc as a doctor to me just is like that. That's Bugs Bunny. Like I know mm-hmm. that the actual doctors <laughs> are called Doc, but Bugs Bunny does it more than actual doctors have ever done it in the history of doctors in the world. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. This is also, to be fair, um, a world where Acme Chemical does also sell products. So that's true. You know, that's true. Um, but yeah, this episode's just fucking great. Like, um, the Rashomon bit, the Rashomon bit is good, and also it's really funny that they get through it before the first commercial break. <laughs> my my one problem with the Rashomon bit is they don't show, they don't animate everyone's perspectives. And I think mm. that they should have done it that way. I think it, like, really detracts when you just see what happened with everyone narrating their own viewpoint over it. Um because yeah. you just know, you know the, you know the bit, you know the bullock's full of shit. I mean, you could have assumed that anyway, but I wanted to see his version of events where he actually like fucking destroyed a bunch of dudes and everything, you know? Well, yeah. And the other thing that's happening is that like, they're all three narrating, um, different scenes. Yes. Like, it's not, um, it's not, oh, like one of you is lying because you all three remembered it or perceived it a different way. It's that like, mm-hmm. you know, there's this one thing kind of like ancillary to it all. And Harvey narrates the first part of the story. This new guy narrates the middle part. Um, I wish there was a little bit more overlap in, um, you know, the stories they were telling for sure. When, when rookie officer Wilkes here is telling his Batman story, he's like, Oh, Batman shot sparks from his fingers and shot a ray beam from his hands. And it was the sickest shit I've ever seen. You just see Batman using his caltrips and his, 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 you know, grapple gun, which inexplicably is able to shoot electricity down its length to like blow car doors (laughs) off, but whatever, that's fine. (laughs) I I don't know if we ever see that again. (laughs) That is fucking ridiculous. But the part where uh, he's like, he shot sparks from his hands because he doesn't know what Batman does. He doesn't know. Yes. <laughs> like that's but fucking good. It's, <laughs> I, it's. I just would like to see them animate it. There's a. There's a episode. I think it's in like season. I guess two, but it's like near the end of the show where there's a bunch of people telling Batman stories and the, every story is animated in a different style that is like going mm-hmm. for this idea a little harder. Um, and I really love that episode. And like, I just wanted them to like lean a little more into the subjectivity of it. Um, though I will say they broke out like extreme, like extreme Batman year one animation vibes on Batman. This episode one, it's oh, like yeah. a warehouse fire. So Batman is gray and black instead of like gray and dark blue, this entire mm. episode. Uh, but also cause it's the cost for sexism on him. He, he comes in, he kicks the shit out of someone and then he disappears and it looks incredible. It's so good. This is the thing I was going to say is that like visually, I think this is the best episode we've had. I guess maybe on leather wings is like the, the rival to me, but this episode looks fucking great i think yes yes um uh, this is the same uh this is spectrum who also did on leather wings i think they're the these are the only two episodes of theirs that we've seen so far so okay um yeah that makes sense because yeah like just 
Um, everything moves a little better than it has the last couple episodes. Like, the fire just looks great. Um, like, all the action stuff is just so much better than it has been the last couple episodes, I thought. Um, and like, um... What was I going to say? I like that you get, like, a couple different types of action scenes, because you get, like, the, the, um, the first one in the warehouse with the fire, and there's, like, you know, guns going off everywhere, and then the second one, which is just, like, Batman, like, Looney Tunes throwing dudes. Like, Rene Montoya, like, throws a dude, like, 20 feet at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... um it's so it's so much fun. There's that guy who gets like fucking dunked in the harbor three times. Like this one guy who just gets repeatedly owned. Um, love it. Um, so yeah. So Spectrum was there was the producer's favorite studio to work with. They got the best work out of them. Um, they were former TMS Entertainment employees. Um, there's attention to detail. Apparently, such did not keep the studio afloat, and then it went bankrupt like during the run of this show and then most of the staff went on to work at production ig which also is a studio that i consider doing great work uh to this day okay okay um um that's cool i I don't know much about like this sort this sort of like behind the scenes stuff so that's cool to know i'm only aware of it because of all the anime podcasts i do normally this is not my beat or it wasn't for a long time but i guess it is these days um okay. specifically there's one scene i really like in this where you get to see there's like a shot where bullock's like in the warehouse and he's fighting some dudes and you just see his shadow on the wall as he's like fighting guys and i like the opportunity to see the idea of bullock is like just like a hard like a hard as nails like a hard-boiled detective who can fucking throw down and he's mm-hmm. like maybe maybe slightly good at his job right like the thing with bullock in this show is that he's a cartoon right like he's just this yeah. most slovenly man and he hates batman and he's bad at his job and he's cutting corners and he sucks um and like you know the gotham version of bullock is very different uh donald Logue plays him and he's great uh, i like the idea of bullock as like a guy who cuts corners and is not like he's not like montoya who's in her like press uniform and shines her shoes every day at this point um <laughs> but if push comes to shove he'll fucking throw down and be like the noir hero and in a way that's like cool like he needs to he needs to be um he needs to be orson welles in 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 uh in touch of fear <laughs> in touch of evil um yeah i mean like the other i think you can do that with bullock and i think you could also just like make him a guy like if you make him competent, then it's more fun because like he has a sort of rivalry with Batman a little bit. Yes. Whereas like in this in this show, he is just like the cartoon fuck up man. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole um, point for him should be not that he's like the bad cop necessarily, but he believes well, I mean he can be like the, the gray area cop, but he should believe that the police can do the thing because Gordon's ready to give Batman a badge the first day he's like, please deputize me, <laughs> commission. <laughs> I love I love Gordon in this episode because um like it's not the Gordon that we see all the time because we usually see Gordon being like oh yeah just give Batman a badge um but um like the version of him in this episode who's just like kind of the angry cop who like hates the bureaucrats and like ah oh, they're trying to keep all my good like you know my good officers like uh you know, I just love Gordon. I just love Gordon. Like, obviously, cops are bad. Like, we all know this, but yes. I just love him. <laughs> um, the way in which, like, 
the the internal investigator guy is just like the most annoying bureaucrat version of the cops. That guy fucking sucks. Everyone hates him. <laughs> no, like I like that no one fucking likes him and no one can get rid of him until the end of the episode. Yes. Where, where, where Montoya Grace gratefully takes her badge back and the badge of the others and is like, uh, and Commissioner's like, you did it, Montoya. And she's like, no, we did it. And I'm like, no, Batman did it. You were just here. <laughs> but that's the thing is like, she shows up and, um, it's really funny because like, Batman had a, Batman had a plan to get out of this without Montoya's help. Mm -hmm. Uh, Batman, like, had it in the bag. And, like, she does some stuff. I'm not gonna say she doesn't do anything, but, like, Batman, like, was, enters the scene tied up and, like, exits the scene, like, crashing a forklift into a boat and sinking (laughs) it. (laughs) It's fucking amazing. Yes. Yeah, uh, to to catch, like, a guy who isn't, like, he feels like he should be, like, a lead-up to something, but he's not. But he's introduced all in shadow, like, he's wearing black gloves and his face is all obscured. All you see is, like, one glowing, like, monocle, and I'm like, oh, I, I don't remember there being, like, Deadshot in this. Deadshot's not in Batman the Animated Series, but damn, what if we just did a Deadshot story and this was his, like, slow introduction? Um, And it's not, it's just some guy named the boss who gets, you know, eaten by a crane arm at the end of this. <laughs> Yeah, I thought for a second, and I was like, that's not the Penguin silhouette, but, like, no, maybe that's where they're show. going? Penguin in this yeah. show, at least for this first part, is based on the Batman Returns Penguin. Right, that's what I was like, this doesn't make any fucking sense, but I just can't think of who this would be where they're so dramatically showing his cane, and the answer is no one. No one. Um. <laughs> He's just the boss. Um... Oh, I forgot to mention it. I posted a GIF of this on Twitter. There's a bit uh, at the beginning where, um, like, Bullock looks up and sees Batman standing on top of the warehouse, and Batman transforms from, like, matte painting to, like, moving animated thing. Yeah, because it's just his silhouette, so they're able to do it really well. It looks incredible. (sighs) Just This episode, it's just a fucking good episode. It's just one of my favorites. Um, You know, it's just one of my favorite episodes. yeah, it's great. I like more Montoya. It's weird because I'm so used to the modern Montoya who's like this, you know, hard been detective turned sometimes superhero. Like she's a big deal character. And to just see her be like the kind of like go getter version of the cops. Like she's just a, mm-hmm. she's just a beat cop who's good at her job and that's it. Like that's her thing. Yeah, she's not uh, even a detective yet. Yeah. Um, um is weird. Because I don't even know if she becomes a detective in the course of the show. I would be surprised if she did. I can't imagine them being like, oh, yes, this character is so beloved that we're going to, like, you know, promote her within the show. Like, I think it's just that she shows up in the comics as a detective at some point. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? What else? What else? Um, oh, uh, apparently maybe that, ha- that happens after the change, the, like, big season change. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, oh, then she gets her cool black turtleneck and long coat look, which is sick. <laughs> or maybe that's a com- maybe that's comic. I can't tell from this art, but uh, the Re- Renee Montoya like big pants and like black turtleneck and like the big coat is the fucking look. It's fucking good. It's my favorite Renee Montoya. Yes. <laughs> um, when does Renee Montoya become a detective? 
Uh, also, I, I think I said this last time. This is 100% the episode that inspires um, Gotham Central. Like, somebody yeah. just saw this and was like, what if we made this a series? <laughs> um, I think, and from the little bit of Gotham Central I read, like, I think this show does a better version of that. Um, oh, um, there is a ridiculous shot in this episode that I just love of Batman driving a forklift. Just a thing Batman can do, knows how to do, operate a forklift <laughs> under pressure, Batman. crash it into a boat. <laughs> Batman climbs up on top of the forklift, wrestles a dude, gets in the forklift, and then, yeah, like, drives it and crashes it into a boat, but jumps out in time. It's so good. Batman... <laughs> That man just like sinks a damn ship in this episode. <laughs> yes. Oh, um, I forgot about that. I knew, like, I knew in my head that after the Rashomon stuff, this kind of became an episode that was like, oh, we're gonna just do a really well animated like action sequence set to like some really good music, uh, and we're just gonna like do Batman stuff. I knew that in my head, um, but. Um, like, seeing it play out, I just forgot how over-the-top it is. Um, also, I think Batman only gets, like, two lines in this episode, which is, like, I think really fun for such an early episode of the show. That feels like such a late... Uh, that feels like a thing they would do later on, but, like, to do it so early in the show is fun, I think. Yeah. I'm just um, saying I want to match Malone and Ryo Hazuki uh, working in a warehouse team-up comic of some kind. <laughs> They're both looking for some sailors. <laughs> um, anything else about these episodes? No, um, this is this is good. You know, just good episodes. Yeah, or good episode. Um. Yeah, I guess we can just... I guess we can get out of here. <laughs> yeah, next time, next week, we're watching The Forgotten, um, which I... is We talked about this last week. A seemingly hated episode, but I remember it being full of interesting things to talk about, so I'm excited. Uh, I love it. I think it's goofy. I think it's fun. Um, I'm excited to talk about it, so... Yeah. Um, I guess it's time for plugs. You can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. You can find all the other podcasts I do uh, at exportodd.io. You should give a listen to Ars Arcanum, a podcast where we talk about fantasy books. Yeah. Uh, particularly Brandon Sanderson fantasy books. Brando Sando. Brando Sando. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. You can find most of my podcasts at neuralmapping.com. If you would like to support this podcast, you can go to exportodd.io and for one dollar you get every episode a week early than the free feed. But if you just want to tell your friends about it, you can uh, get these episodes every Monday, of course, at exportodd.io slash Batman. Uh, if you like to hear me in autumn talk about shit, uh, we have a, we have a podcast that's now dead, sleeping. It's just sleeping. Don't worry about it. Called <laughs> and then an airplane where we talk about Studio Ghibli. And we might have something coming down the pike that we're going to announce in a couple weeks. So look yeah, forward to that. Look. I was, I was going to not talk about it, but yeah. I'm just teasing <laughs> it. People just got to yeah. wait. Yeah. There's something. Be excited. I'm excited. I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, it will not interrupt this podcast. We'll just keep doing what we're doing. So yeah, this podcast will continue to happen. That podcast will be a different thing. Um, until next time, Batman. Batman. <laughs>